0: Hey guys, welcome back to another, hey Muneer, welcome back guys to another episode of the Becoming Daily Show. Uh, Today we have a special, special guest with us. Um, One of my good friends met about, I want to say three years ago in New York City. Um, Incredible man. Um, I consider him a very close friend and partner in life and um, you guys are in for a treat. He, um, He really will change your life. Um, if you really listen to his wisdom. Um, Maneer, how are you, sir?
1: That's a tall order, William. <laughs> That's a tall order. I now have to change people's yes.
0: lives. Change lives. Well, let's see. How's your yeah, morning, sir?
1: How's Arizona? How's Arizona? It's so amazing here. It's about 75 degrees late October in the Northeast. Yeah, it's, I think pretty
0: much I approach, it, though, yeah I guess it's the result of climate change right <laughs> right yeah it feels pretty much the same too over here um, it's been about 61 in the night in the morning early mornings and it rises up until about I think prime in the day probably like 91
1: 92 91 <laughs>
0: wow yeah yeah <laughs> It it, it doesn't feel... It's not like a a hot 91, like, in the summertime. It's really hot, but it's it's nice. It's good weather. So, it's it's really good weather here. So, we're grateful to have this heat all year round. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, You have to come visit. You know, I don't like... Yeah, you have to, because, you know, I don't like the cold weather. So, um, I'm excited to be here all year round, and this is perfect for me. So, um, hey, guys. So, me and Manir, we met... Uh, I want to say three to four years ago, um, in New York City. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he came to my job first. Did you? Is that how we met? You came. You came into my job. I met you
1: at district. I met you at district co-work. I think.
0: That's right. District co-work. I was a business coworker, manager. A co-working space. Yeah. Yeah, it's a co-working space. Yes. And, um, yeah, we kind of just clicked. I felt like we just kind of like, man, we, we were on the same wavelength. And, um, I Meniere is such a handsome guy, such a uh, charismatic guy. Just, You're going to be right <laughs> We just bonded, man. And, um, I'm just forever grateful to have him in my corner as we continue to grow in life. So exciting. Manea, um, yeah, so can you kind of tell um, our audience today um, who you are, kind of what you do and, and what you're passionate about? Sure. I'm going to try to keep
1: it really short and sweet. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur. My goal is to help the new creative society that is this new emerging generation of independent professionals, entrepreneurs freelancers, small business owners, activists, uh, even political leaders who in their own right are entrepreneurs. They're selling their policies, their brands. Um, I'm I'm trying to help this emerging kind of new creative class of society build stability. Um, And and it's such an important thing because if you think about the last few decades, uh, the, the decades where our parents came of age, it was very common to just assume that you would have a full-time job if you, you, know, if you worked hard, um, and that job might last 30 years with one company, and you'd be pretty stable. Politics was relatively stable. There were good social programs that took care of the poor and social security and all of that. After the financial crisis in 2008, it all exploded. Any notion of long-term job stability political stability was shattered and we live in a new world that is highly uncertain very precarious you look at the the extreme political polarization happening across the world from Asia to Europe uh, obviously the United States the hollowing out of the middle class um, which is a a really grave concern for me because and it should be for everybody who lives in, in a Western democratic society or any democratic society even Aristotle said 2400 years ago or 3000 years ago whenever he lived that um, a middle class is the critical building block to stable society. If you don't have a middle class then what do you have? You have two extremes either very rich or very poor and neither of those extremes are very good at logical reasoning as to what should be the best for the public welfare. Um, And what I'm trying to do my, my life goal my professional goal is to help create a new architecture for stability for this new society in which, as according to Freelancers Union, 50% of the U.S. economy will be freelancers, will be independently operating, um, making money in four different ways versus uh, in one way having a job the way their parents lived. So if I whittle it down to one word, it's stability. Helping build
0: stability for the new creative class of professionals. That's amazing. Um, And like I said, guys, he's been like this. He's been at this for, um, like, well, when do you actually start pursuing this passion, this dream right now? Well, I had um, a. I lived
1: in the former Soviet Union uh, after I graduated college in in a country called Azerbaijan. And Azerbaijan is a a little bird-shaped country the size of Maryland that kind of sits on top of Iran, south of Russia, east of Turkey, north of Iran. It's a tiny little country. And when I was living there, the first ever Twitter revolution, twitter inspired revolution happened in Iran in 2009. uh, And it was an attempt by young young people who were economically distressed didn't like the, the way the government was was operating. They wanted to bring it down. It was the first time ever that Twitter was used as this sort of organizing tool to bring down a government. And it's like, holy crap. And I was like right north of that, looking at it, hearing about it, all that stuff. And this was the first time where I really realized that like, holy crap, social media technology mobile technology in particular, has the ability to topple society, topple government, to really make change. And um, I got really interested in technology. Uh, So this was 2009, 2010. um, And I I wanted to make a big social impact uh, using this really powerful tool that in Iran and, and after the Arab Spring, and in many other countries since then, including our own you know, in the last election, right, technology has been used for better or worse to influence people. And um, I wanted to use the awesome power of tech to um, help build real economic stability for people. Um, and it was around the financial crisis that I graduated college. But literally, um, the, the fall after the summer that I graduated college, all the banks toppled. And the big bailout, the talk, all that stuff was happening. So it was a really impressionable time for me, and I, I decided, like, okay, I want to live my life doing something where I have the maximum amount of scale potential, and technology affords to the maximum scale, right? Like, if, if you want to affect the most number of people, build a technology platform. Number two, what actually matters, right? Is it, is it building a product that is incrementally better than the next product? you know starting a uh, you know the the 13th french restaurant in a community or spanish restaurant or coffee shop that might be a little bit better than the next one or is it focusing on something that that might be super risky but it could potentially revolutionize society um and change things for for the better so i decided to jump into technology didn't have a tech background uh this is around 2010 i had my first startup uh, and it, it ended up not succeeding um the goal of the, start, the first startup was, um, was to bring mobile technology underbanked communities, basically to people who did not have bank accounts, and to, to, to create a financial services thing that could help them. But um, on, on the back of, on the ashes of that first company was, was where like the regulars was first hatched, and that's kind of that's what I'm working on now. And the regulars is all about helping this new creative society of independent professionals and local merchants to build stability through the one asset that I've seen through thousands of interactions with local merchants, freelancers, the one asset that all these independent professionals have, but that they think the least about. It's like the most underrated asset, but also the most important, and that is their regular audience. Now, if you're a freelancer, you might have a regular customer base of six people. If you're a coffee shop, it might be 300 people. But it is this core network, this core group of people that if you treat well, if you engage regularly, if you give incentives to, they can become not just your sales force. um, They can become your army, and they can help you conquer markets. And that's really what I'm, um, what I'm about. Uh, it's, it's helping people leverage their regulars. Now, whether you're a local business or even a political party, um, Will, you and I were talking about the Trump election, right? If you think about yeah. it, Trump's regulars, his regulars have been incredibly passionate, unwavering in their conviction and their support for for, for Trump. And that's how we got elected. Um, so yeah, that's basically my history. Um,
0: I think I probably went overtime there. No, <laughs> oh, you're good. That's no, it's really good. I think I, I would like to extract some of this, um, this story. I think it's really incredible because there are a lot of people, as you know, Becoming Shop is about helping people become better versions of themselves. And that the purpose of this podcast is sharing practical um, insight from people that are pursuing and becoming um, and you're clearly doing that. You're becoming this person that you want to become, you're pursuing the dream and and you're becoming a different person as you continue to pursue it, right? Um, can you kind of give us some insight on what is it requiring from you on a daily basis to consistently, you know pursue this? because I, I can imagine there's some challenges that may happen. Um, along the way, right? That's that's life. That's business. Um, but what are you doing on a daily basis to keep yourself going um, to continue to pursue this and become that person?
1: It's a great question. I think about this all the time, and I and I'm constantly trying to improve the way that that, that I live my life every day in pursuit of this. So, um, one of the heuristics for Thinking about like, am I doing the right thing? Um, is is asking the question to yourself. If you had a billion dollars in the bank right now, one billion, all right, one with what nine zeros? If you had a billion U.S. dollars in the bank right now, if you didn't have the need to work, to expend mental energy on really anything, to just kind of hang out. If I had a billion dollars in the bank, would I be doing? what I'm doing today? Would I still be as passionate about the regulars and my mission today? And the answer is yes. So I I always think about that because we we live in such a a hyper-capitalistic society that the the images and the symbolism and the iconography is created by this, uh, this... mass advertising industry right and the whole point of advertising as you know is to get people to buy stuff well how do you get people to buy stuff you get them to feel insecure if i feel insecure about myself i'm going to want to order that um you know that new formula online that helps me regrow my hair i'm going to want to order these cosmetics i'm going to want to order uh that healthy juice you know i want to i want to buy more that's what advertising is meant to do is to help you feel make you feel insecure about something so you buy and if we're surrounded they think of Times Square like that extreme example if you're if, if you're surrounded by images of advertising that gets you to feel insecure and to want to spend more and you know you, you look at the icons in Hollywood they're, they're rich they have all, all this wealth uh, many houses beautiful wives etc you want that too and and it becomes this this constant um this constant sort of cycle of keeping up with the noses And capitalist and, and in a capitalist society, we're, we're always supposed to kind of feel insecure, even if we're at the very top. Because um, that's just how we can socialize things. Now, it becomes really, really hard to feel at peace with yourself and to have a real authentic mission uh, amidst all this noise. And I constantly r- remind myself that I am living in the midst of all this so how, how do you find your true self how do, you, how do you really try to figure out like what is it that I really want what do I need out of life what's going to make me feel to, 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 to give me meaning and it's, it's to just think like okay if I had everything that I could possibly want that the mass market advertising world throws at me if I had all that stuff I didn't need to prove myself to anybody I, I had all the wealth and fame What would I truly, genuinely want to do? And the answer is always what I'm doing now. Which makes me feel like that's probably a good thing. Um, And so to answer your question about other stuff, like every day, so every day I try to minimize the amount of time, the number of times I check email or check messages. We know, psychologists have proven, that every time you break your concentration, let's say you're reading a book or an article, and you get a text message, you know, or or any other notification and you switch and you check your message and then go back to your reading, it takes your brain as much as 20 minutes to get back into the flow. And if you think about it, in this day and age, very few people are ever in the flow in the first place. And that's a really sad thing. So, So it is super hard. Our minds, our physical bodies are being barraged by the minute From the outside world with notifications, phone calls, emails, Um, just even in our external environment. And and in order to get into that flow, you're an artist, you understand it, getting in the flow is super, super hard. And I think part of success, and, and a success defined as being true to yourself and following your mission, following your authentic mission, irrespective of the external world and its forces. Uh, and it's manipulation it's so much about finding as much flow as possible and that really means sometimes understanding your weaknesses like i'm really weak when it comes if i get a text message or i get like an email notification i'm gonna go so you have to train yourself to understand your weaknesses first and then completely forbid yourself from, from falling prey to those weaknesses by actually physically doing things that'll make it impossible for you to small right. Pre-steps. For right. example, I'll turn off my phone, put it in a drawer, or, like, just put it, like, in my garage, or, or not necessarily in my garage, but, like, far away, so far away that it is, like, completely inconvenient for me to get up and check it until a certain time. So it's, like, you have to just create rules for yourself to give you as much opportunity to get into the flow as possible, and it's so hard so hard I love checking email even when I know I'm, I'm not gonna receive anything on a Saturday afternoon
0: yeah <laughs> right um, yeah. And that's yeah, cool. I think that's, I think that's really critical Manir, because um and I, I mean I feel like a lot of people like myself we just you know we get distracted I think but the the power of just focusing You really have to discipline yourself to really say, hey, look, I'm going to block out some time to do. I'm going to read a book, for instance, guys, privately. I'm going to read this book on how to start a business. I'm going to do it for 15 minutes. I'm going to set aside 15 concentrated minutes. Not do anything else. Just do that for 15 minutes. And you do that with other areas in your life. Okay, I need to study for school. All right, I'm going to block out an hour. I'm not going to do anything for an hour. But you'd be surprised, because I think in our minds, sometimes we think, are oh, we going to miss something? I'm going to I'm gonna miss, yeah. I'm, the world's going to come to an end, or I'm going to miss something. But I think <laughs> the reality is that you're not going to miss anything. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Your family's going to be okay for that hour, hopefully. And mm-hmm. you'll be all right in just disciplining yeah. yourself, I think, and I, focusing I, on the yeah. task. I,
1: I totally agree, and I think part of the whole advertising industry is make, made to to make you feel like you're missing out on something. You know what I mean? Well, I mean well, it is really interesting. And when I say advertising, I kind of just mean everything out there, because everything right. that you see is pretty much an advertisement for you to purchase something. You know, like online, you see Facebook ads, you see this, you see that. Um, yeah, so I think mean. you're, you're spending your time, and time is the most
0: Right. And I'm learning that more and more, um, that you really you know, you really gotta guard your time. You know, you you and then you gotta really guard your time in a sense of people that you hang around. So on that topic, how important are the relationships in your life regarding who you're becoming right now? Like, or or do you have a tight group of people that you just hang around with, and and how important is that to you? Well, there's that famous saying that you are the average of the the five people you hang around most with. Um, Yeah.
1: You know, you're the average of those five people. And it's probably true. Uh, So be really careful who those five people are. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, I've just made a lot of mistakes with relationships over the years many areas of life um, I, I feel like do I hang out with do I have like a regular group of people I hang out with no not necessarily um, because men, many of the people I like the most are, are nowhere near me geographically uh, like you're you're probably one of my very close friends even though you and I haven't talked regularly much in the past couple of years since you left New York right, um, right. That, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that we can't pick up Go right back to where we were. So, I think right. So much more of it is about wavelength. Like, if you're on the same wavelength uh, as that person in terms of your mission, your your sense of duty to society, what you really believe in, then about the amount of time you spend with somebody hanging out or talking or whether they're in the same city. Um, I think I, what I'm trying to do, and this is sort of advice that was given to me from a friend uh, who received advice from a really um, from like a 90 year old guy who was one of his advisors, and, and my friend had asked this, this guy, like, "What do you do? You have any regrets in life at all? You know, at 90?" And his answer to, to my friend was, "I have no regrets in life. I've done very well financially, very well in general, except for this: that I wish I had kept in touch with my closest friends from when I was younger more regularly. That was his only regret." Um, and I think about that often. And I, and what I do is I keep a list, usually on Combo or on a Google Doc, Excel, uh, and that list has a, all the people, maybe the 20 or 30 people uh, over, you know, over the past decade or so, who've made a really important impact on me and who've made me feel really good about myself and what I'm doing. Uh, you're on that list. And I just make sure that even if I'm not regularly in touch with them, that I reach out to them at least once a month or every two months. And this includes really good college professors I've had, anyone who's helped me tremendously with a uh, recommendation or it's gone out of their way for me when they didn't have to I make a really, uh, I make a point to keep a list of those people and to constantly reach out because I think it's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, there are people who are on the same wavelength as you. There are also people who have done things for you when they didn't need to. And so I think that's important. On the flip side, I've reached out to a lot of people. I mean, I had a friend who had moved from L.A. to New York, where I am now. And he was like, yeah, we should so totally hang out when I'm in New York. If he gets to New York, he never reaches out. And I reached out to him the other day. I'm like, hey, where have you been? I thought you were in New York. And he's like, yeah, we'd love to get together, but I'm so busy. So... You know, if people are. If people aren't, you know, using the ping pong kind of phrase uh, crazy, phraseology, if, if people aren't giving you the ping, you, you don't have to keep ponging. If that makes any sense, at some point. Right. 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 It, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, like, come on, you move. We hung out so much in LA. You move to New York. You don't care to ever reach out. It's like, okay, I'll reach out. Right. But if I'm not going to get any ping, then no need to pong. So it's also kind right. of... Coming, coming to terms with yourself and realizing, like you know, you don't have to keep everyone in your life. And some people are only meant to be in your life for a certain phase, not forever. Um, right. So all that said, uh, I, I try to be very careful, very limited, ex- pretty exclusive um, with that group. But I, I have a visual list of the people who've made an impact on me, and that list grows every year. But it's it's got it's a core list of people that I I never want to lose touch with because I trust them know i trust them
0: that's powerful um i hope you guys are getting that and i think that's a very practical skill that we can all apply to our lives in 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 that matter of just building relationships because relationships are really i would say after knowing yourself and self-awareness number two is having amazing incredible relationships um just not only your core five and then extending that to like maybe your top 30 to 50 friends and then people that are you know are in your life but not as close so you're like maybe 100 150 friends um people that you associate with um I can't tell you how important that is but it's so very important to um keep in contact with people like uh, Maneer said that has really made an impact in your life teacher a friend an ex mm-hmm. um your mom your family that's given but keeping a list i think that helps you keep you accountable to catch up like oh we catch are. up yeah. you no know, When me reach out this date you know and i think that well, will continue to you know cultivate that relationship
1: it's really funny i just want to add this in um yeah. I had a friend, uh, who, uh, one of my best friends from college, uh, who I roomed with him for two years out of four, um, and uh, we hadn't seen each other for nine years. And every year, almost every year since we had graduated, we're like, "Yeah, we still have to connect. We still have to get together." And he lives in Germany, and um, I happened to be passing through Europe this this June with my younger brother, uh, and for other for business reasons. Um, But I I made a determination to be like, you know what, this year I said I'm going to see you. I'm going to come visit you. And I visited him in Frankfurt for one day. And then I left because I I had no other reason to be in Frankfurt than to see him. And, you know, physically, yes, it was a a total, like, it it was going way out of my way for one day. But mentally, emotionally, it was like an awesome feeling that, like, I I actually went ridiculously out of my way to go see your friend. Yeah, I, I stood true to my word, and I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And I think that mentally has had such a powerful effect on me because, um, because when you actually follow through with stuff that you just say, it makes the, the value of your words much more powerful and 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 significant to you. And that's really important. You know, if you say, if you do what you say, and you constantly prove to yourself that you're doing what you say then you will be very careful at, about what you think in the future. Right. And that makes for a very strong character. Versus if you learn to lie and you learn to kind of say, yeah, we should do it and to do loose talk, you get really good at lying or you get really good at loose talk. And that has a really significantly negative effect on your character. Um, and so yeah, I, I, I kind of said at the end of 2016, like, to myself, regarding my friends, if I say I'm going to do something in 2017, I'm going to freaking do it. And even if, it, if even if I could go out of my like literally fly to another town for one day, if that's the only time I can do it, and then fly back out, I'll do that. I did it. I'm telling you, long term, it has a huge effect on your on your psyche.
0: Uh, I I I think that's incredibly important. Uh, what you just said, and I think I'm hoping people really. I think that really encourages people to really dig in and think about who these top people are in your life and then create a, a list to really capture mm-hmm. and cultivate and continue to build that up. And we'll go on more in detail about how to build great relationships in another podcast. But just starting off right now, just think about those people in your life that have made an impact in your life and, and make it an effort. Because you got you to gotta put an effort. It's not just going to happen. You definitely mm-hmm. have to put effort in to reach out. And even when you don't want to, you think they don't care, make that effort. Because it makes a huge difference. Um, so as we wrap up this call uh, in this podcast today, um, do you have any uh, practical advice if somebody's trying to become a freelancer, entrepreneur, um, what are some maybe top two or three things they need to be doing today to start to become that person that they need to become tomorrow.
1: Well, Gary Vaynerchuk had a, had a <laughs> I mean, he's hilarious in a lot of ways, but he, he has good advice for entrepreneurs, and uh, he, he wrote something that resonated with me, which is, uh, make money, don't raise money. And if you're, especially in the tech world, there's like this, there's this uh, pathology among a lot of entrepreneurs for, like, raising money. And if you raise a lot of money, you're successful because you attracted really famous investors, but that's not building a business. Um, I I think uh, make money, don't raise money. Make money today. If you have an idea, pass it along to three or four people who you think would be awesome clients and ask them, are they willing to pay? Uh, What's a good pricing strategy? Like, literally, you can start saying... Planning is sometimes overrated. Thinking is overrated a lot of the time. Uh, start today. Literally before dinner, or depending on what time it is, wherever you're listening, if you have a business idea, see if you can get a pre-order from a friend before dinner today and ask them if they're willing to tell three friends about it um, and to spread the word. Whether you're trying to build an electric skateboard, a coffee company, a tech company, um, company. You know, a new age or electric vacuum cleaner, doesn't matter what it is, get your customers today. You don't even need a product, you don't even need a store, but you need to build your regulars. You need to build that community. Treat your startup or your business or your idea as if you're building a new political party. And you need party regulars if you want to be successful. You need a community to be successful. Start
0: with that first and see if people are willing to pre-sign up and and do a pre-order today. That's amazing. Um, Thank you for that. I think that's a great way to start. I think that's incredible advice for whoever's listening today. Um, So that wraps it up for today. Thank you so much, bro, for taking the time out of your schedule to chat with me today before the call and even on the call today. I'm um, always encouraged I'm always excited about where you're going to be and I know you're going to be big and um, you guys heard it here first um, <laughs> he's going to be he's oh, going to be on scale on, 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 scales on paramount paramount level uh, <laughs> transcending transcending famous.
1: I'm going to be famous for being one of the early one of the early guests on your your big show that Sirius is going to want to buy out for a lot of money one day.
0: No, I, I believe it. No, I believe it. absolutely. I think <laughs> that's kind of where we want to go and really to add value like that's our, like me and you lived at. You know, just how can we add more value to people and not take as much? So, um, so anyway, one, thank one you so much. Thing. Yeah, one please. final thing.
1: Um, and the final thing is. There's so many detractors, like there's so many people out there today who, who, who will discourage you, who will say, you know, to be more rational, be more realistic. Um, but uh, time is so precious and it's so scarce and it goes too quickly that you have to not be afraid to think big because in this really small sliver of time that you're living on Earth, do you want to just do something, you know, incrementally better than than everybody else, or do you want to really try to make a significant seismic shift in the way society works? So don't be afraid to think big. Everything around you that you see was created by somebody else who is no smarter than you. Really, they are no smarter than you. Everything around you you see was designed, constructed, built, and funded by other people who are just like you. And you can... You can also create value and add it into this big pool of inventions. Don't be afraid to think big.
0: That's it. Powerful. Thank you for that lasting, um, powerful nugget. Um, Think big, guys. On that note, thank you for listening today. This is another episode of The Becoming Daily Show. Until next time, have a good day and (laughs) and become daily, guys. Have a good one. Bye.